Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Community Trust Bank. Sunday morning sports talk. Building communities. Built on trust. On News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Now here's Mark Berger. Welcome back. Hour number two, Community Trust Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Mark Berger, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Curtis Birch with you. If you want to join in, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show at Sunday AM Sports. Before the break, we were talking about the John Clay column today, uh, sort of looking at the past you know, approaches of Kentucky to you know higher status in the college football world. And I guess, Larry, you've... You've seen more of them than any of us. Of of like, do you think that this that this stretch is different from the other sort of close calls in the history of UK football? Do you think we're in a different place now? Well, that's a nice way of saying I'm the oldest. I appreciate that, <laughs> right? So, I, I I think it could be because it seems like that Mark's recruiting plan and everything off the field seems really well set. Uh, I think, as Anthony said, I think Rich Brooks did a really good job of raising expectation levels, but he didn't recruit as well as what Mark has. I think he did a terrific job of developing talent once he got talent here. But I think now with the money that's been spent to enhance the football program and the way that Mark is going about things, and, and one thing that I really like, too, is that as successful as Mark has been and his staff have been recruiting in Ohio. They've also now kind of branched out and have found some other areas to add to that where they seem to be getting some really good players from. So, yeah, I think when you consider everything from coaching to recruiting to facilities, yeah, this is the best level that I've seen the Kentucky football program on since I've been doing it. And with with not unreasonable expectations that they – can maintain it. Yes, I mean maybe not ten wins every season, but not every team in the country can win ten games every year. But you certainly go in to a season. Well, I think you should. I mean, apparently the national folks don't go into this season with much expectations for Kentucky. But I think I'm going to be one that I'm in the boat there, kind of with Anthony. If they, I think if they don't win, well, at least seven, and I would think probably eight that. I might even be a little disappointed this year. Yeah. Curtis, your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I think that it's more holistic than anybody has done in the past. It's either been kind of, uh, and I don't mean to besmirch your your guy Hal um, Anthony, but it was well, don't a, besmirch then. It wasn't it wasn't a gimmick in the sense that now it obviously is such common in football, but it was new and it took people by surprise who hadn't prepared for it as much. Um, and then I think you're kind of dead on when you said earlier about if he had done a couple things and made a couple better decisions he could have gotten things on track to head six saints success um and then so that was kind of once and it was one side of the ball rich brooks was specifically about player development more than anything else and he was 
unbelievably successful at it, but didn't really have the recruiting aspect of that down. And as we were talking about earlier, when he left, he really wanted new facilities and that probably would have helped them in that area. But um, Stoops' approach in recruiting on the field, everything seems to be in line. So there isn't like program wide, there doesn't necessarily seem to be a weak spot. So normally you find a, a crack where something doesn't work. Like, you know, you, you talk about Rich Brooks, why they didn't win 10 games when under him is because he had a, he developed and got talent to play in the SEC, but when an injury would creep up late in the season, they would lose a game that they probably could have or should have won. Last year with Stoops, you saw that that didn't really happen. I mean, you just look specifically, like a great example is, you know, Landon Young was going to be a star and a starter on last season teams. He goes down, and the offensive line is still a strength. So being able to build depth through recruiting um, is something that I think is maybe like the final piece um, when earlier coaches that were great coaches, you know, didn't fully form out that plan, and that was maybe what was holding Kentucky football back the most. Let me ask a question. I kind of want to open up a can of worms. Because right. Curtis just said something about recruiting. Was was Ryan Timmons Mr. Kentucky? Who was the last Mr. Kentucky we had? Was he was he Mr. Kentucky? Was Ryan Timmons Mr. Football? I don't think so. The best I remember, I don't I don't remember right off the top of my head, but I don't think so. Because it was fun well not funny, but back during uh the I guess the early two thousands, we were getting most of the Mr. Kentuckys. And that's what everybody was here. Recruiting is, is hot. Now we're not getting them anymore. And now, and that's why I'm saying you open up a can of worms. There's going to be people on one side of the fence because we had this argument a couple weeks ago. Do you think the talent in Kentucky will, and some people are saying the talent in Kentucky is not as good as everywhere else. And people, and if I were from the state of Kentucky, I would not like that being said about my state either. But And I'm not, I'm not taking either side. All I'm just saying, I remember my years and after when we were trying to sustain, well, we got to get the measure. We got to keep the in-state kids here. We got to keep the... And now we're really we're we're keeping the we're keeping some of them the guys that fit our need I think offensive line wise and uh, some quarterbacks and a couple skilled players but it, it I know after like I said after the nineties going into the two thousands the big thing was we got to keep because we had Dennis Johnson uh, uh, Tim Couch uh, that we like, we had maybe in an eight year span like six of the Mister Kentuckys. And so it's, it's, I'm just bringing it up because, you know, there's always some talking heads. Just, we got to keep the interstate talent if we want to sustain success. And I'm saying I don't know. I, I didn't know if that was the case then. I don't know if it is now. The, but I don't know the last time we had a Mr. Kentucky. The last Kentucky. Oh, I was going to say the last Kentucky Mr. Football, Mr. football to I don't know why I keep saying. is uh, is Cash Daniel. The, one, the, last one to go to, the last one to go to UK. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't even realize he was uh, Mr. Football. The year that Timmons came out, he came out at the same time as James Quick, and James oh, Quick okay. was named Mr. Football for Kentucky. Uh, then they had um, Patrick Tolles was Mr. Football. Prior to that, it was uh, Micah Johnson. Micah Johnson, that's what I was thinking. Micah Johnson, Curtis Pulley, and 04 and 05 went back-to-back uh, as Mr. Football think, and came to Kentucky. But, but I think – High school. There's more good high school football players in Kentucky now than there were 10, 15, 20 years ago, and I think there's way more out-of-state teams coming in and recruiting in Kentucky. I mean, back 20 years ago or 15 years ago, 10 years, you didn't see Alabama coming to Kentucky and recruit very often. 
Now, Alabama's here every year and having some success doing that, but on the same token, Kentucky's able to go out of state and recruit and have more success in different places than what it has had. I, I think a lot has just changed with, with social media and, and the way people communicate and the way that some kids just don't worry about going out of state. They don't worry about staying close to home like a lot of kids used to. It's, it's just changed things. And I think also, and I believe it was you that brought this up, Anthony, I don't, or maybe not, but, but somebody brought it to me that it's easier for out-of-state coaches to recruit now because it's so much easier for a player to get his video or his film to where they can see it than what it used to be. And uh, So I think recruiting is just way, way different, and I think Mark Stoops would like to keep all the top in-state players here that he can. He made a big emphasis in Louisville this last year, but sometimes you just aren't going to get them for whatever reason. I mean, there's a terrific lineman at Frederick Douglass this year who's going to Clemson and committed to Clemson way early. I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe he just wanted to leave Lexington. His dad played at UK. Maybe he just wanted something different, but it just happens sometimes. Then Kentucky goes into South Carolina and is able to get some players. See, that's why I like you because that made all that made a lot of sense. I was just thinking, uh, like I said, uh, where I'm at now. They talk about Clemson being over at Douglas, like, like it's nothing. And uh, Clemson's the big, and Clemson's, a, a, I guess, apparently the big man on campus over Alabama, and they're and they're, and they're here. So I, you know, I I didn't really think of that. A lot of the guys are being nabbed up out of here by other bigger schools. You, you remember when we used to beat Clemson? When we beat Clemson in a bowl game. And I also remember when we lost to them. It's funny, yeah. We we, we beat Clemson. We beat Florida State. That's when we first beat Florida State, I was like, oh wow, because me growing up, right? Like Florida State is a team. I don't know if I really want to play against on a consistent basis. Like those guys had some, some angry gentlemen. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't the best Florida State team you ever saw. Right, right, right. Um, but you still beat the Florida State. They, That's the historical. They still had the spears on the sides of the helmet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't let facts get in the way, Mark. On that, you never let it bother you with anything else. <laughs> No, I mean, never would. Never would. <laughs> yeah. Say they beat Florida State. That's all you got to say. That's uh, and I, I think you guys both hit on on a on a couple of the big things that 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 Clay brought up in his in his column. Stoops more often than not for guys that are going to stay in state wins the recruiting battle for those dudes. Um, so the best players in Kentucky that don't go out of state go to UK for the most part. And they talked about and you know and, and Larry, how long did people around here say you know and, and Anthony appreciate this? How long did people around here say why aren't we recruiting more guys out of Ohio? Um, and now they finally are, and they're, they've been really successful with those guys. I don't know that it got said all that much because I think the belief was that you couldn't go into Ohio and get the best players. I think that was a belief that a lot of even UK fans. Had and the philosophy was let's go south and try to get uh, and leftovers is not the right word when you're saying you're going into yes, Georgia and places, but yes, but you're is. not getting that top tier guys. I I never remember hearing that many people talk about it because I know my, my buddy Chuck Smith he wanted to recruit Indiana and Ohio more than what he w- was able to under any coach that he worked worked for. And the philosophy or the thinking just was we're just not going to be able to go in there and get that many guys. Fearless don't spend that much time up there because we can't beat people to get those guys. And then Stoops and Merrill came in with their recruiting connections and said, we're going in there and we're going to get them. We're going to get them right now. And it worked. I mean, the, the new Louisville coach for the first uh, first time I'd heard anybody at Louisville talk about 
they want to go to Ohio to recruit. Because Louisville's never really recruited in Ohio extensively. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I, I thought the whole thing about – I think the big thing, and it kind of made sense, I think the errors where they were going Georgia, Texas, Florida – was because they felt like their athletes were so much more superior. You could take a fifth, exactly right. a fifth tier, uh, fifth in Ohio, and this I, it just now dawned on me. And I don't know if anybody else could have done this. Started off except for Stoops or somebody, but it's just dawned on me. Ohio State only has so many scholarships, twenty five scholarships. But if you're in Ohio and you're not going, and I was never an Ohio State fan, let that be known. But if you're in Ohio State in Ohio and you're not on Ohio, and you're not going to Ohio State. You probably, yeah, you're probably not that good. Where are you going? Yeah, so it's kind of like now everybody's like, okay, if Ohio State's going to get the 25 players they want, not the rest is for everybody else. So I don't know why we couldn't win in that method. And maybe, like I said, they didn't put the resources nor the time for it going saying, well, let me see what that guy, let me see what the third running back or the, the second running back in Ohio or the, or the second offensive tackle rated. I mean, because like I said, there's only 25 people they can take that's, that they're going to pay. Or give a scholarship. The rest of them can go walk on if they want to. But if you're walking on, you're probably not that top tier. It's a fair point. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk after this on the Home of the Cats News Radio six thirty WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats six thirty WLAP. Welcome back, Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk. Mark Berger, Anthony White, Curtis Birch, Larry Vaught with you. If you want to join in, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet the show at Sunday AM Sports. Uh, Brad Down tweets in, uh, talking about recruiting Ohio. He said, why didn't they recruit Ohio? The same reason they didn't recruit Trinity and X. Losing mentality, easier to win battles versus Ball State for lesser guys. And, I, like, I'm... I think that's a completely fair statement, to be honest with you. Like, wasn't it, Larry, wasn't it T. Martin that basically alluded to the fact that they just wouldn't go talk to certain guys because they didn't think that they had a chance to get them? Uh, not, not that I remember. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't remember him saying I, I think that. it happened after he left here. I that think I know who told happened. you that, and I don't know if that's information you're supposed to be discussing on air. Oh. Well, it's long enough ago now that it doesn't matter. Um, but but that like you, you used to see in the media guide, like that that's the that's the biggest difference over the course of the last 7 years is the number of is the names of the teams that that, that the recruits chose Kentucky over, right? Chose Kentucky over, you know, Ohio State, different Power 5 schools versus chose Kentucky over you know, Miami of Ohio. And it's because this coaching staff has decided there's nobody's just going to tell them no, or they're going to make people tell them no. I don't know. I, I, I do think a lot of it has to do with, and back in there, here's the other thing, like we said, I don't know how far we removed from technology because, I don't know, 2010, I guess it may not have been where it's at, but to try to, like you said, to try to drive or go watch a high school game, then get to this. You know, you can go to Ohio, and Ohio's a big, big state. So to get, you want to check somebody in Cincinnati and somebody in Cleveland, you better have four days or four hours. So, and that's why now you can you you can do it a little differently and maybe get some interest. But also to keep to, I just throw a little even a little more mud in in this whole situation. Ohio State didn't actually want Benny Snell, and there were some issues in in Lynn Bowden's just uh, clearing. 
clearinghouse. So it's not like we actually stole them from anybody. They're great gets. Don't get me wrong. They're from Ohio and they're great gets. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think the biggest thing was they didn't really want to spend the, the time or resources. Where if you can go to Florida and go in one city and scout 12 players. Right. As opposed to going to Ohio and go to seven different schools in each corner of Ohio. Yeah, that part of it's true. I want to get to the phones quick and get Mike in here. Mike, you're on Community Trust Bank, Sunday morning sports talk. What's up? Good morning, guys. Um, I wanted to ask Larry a question about what he knows about Kentucky's baseball team. Um, obviously, last year they did not play well. They didn't even make the SEC playoffs. But since that time, I have understood that there's been some transfers and or guys decommitting. So I'm a baseball fan, and I love the new stadium, but I'd like to see this program move forward. Manjoni had a great two years, but those were with Doug Henderson's players, and now he's got his own players. So, Larry, what can you tell me? I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Well, I can't tell you a whole lot. There's been a couple of coaching changes on the staff, and they have had players leave. Curtis would probably be a little bit better to answer the than, than me on this, but yeah, I think I think Nick knows he needs to get things going back the other direction pretty quick. One, you guys were talking about Florida State earlier. One coach left to go to Florida State, which is one of the top baseball schools in the country. The other's was contract was not renewed, and I think that I don't know the full story, but the way I understand it, that is due in part because of lack of recruiting success. So. The issue about "quote unquote" Mignon's players, you know, not being able to live up to what they they thought—that's probably why you're he made that move to get better players, and that's probably also factors into why decommits happen when coaches leave. Lots of times, assistant coaches have the relationship with a lot of those guys, so those all factor into why those things are happening. But I mean. Mingeon won with Henderson's players that first season, but Henderson couldn't win with his players. So I think that tells you that he can coach. It's just a matter of him getting things reloaded, and it is often the case when you take over a program, you have some talent. But then once that initial talent, that veteran talent that you took over in that first year leaves, you have to restock, and that's what he's going through at this point, I understand, the way I understand it. And Zeke Lewis was in here. A lot of the summer, and he seemed very upbeat about the season. So, I mean, I I think that this will be much up the next year will be much better than this year. There you go. Zeke was pretty fired up for this season. Yeah. So I mean, you better be as a senior. That's a good point. Oh, that's what I mean. I mean, Anthony, you know, you can be around guys like you can fake it a little bit, but uh, you know, we were all fair with Zeke, and he that wasn't. I wasn't really faking. I know, I know, you gotta go to break, but I know after we lost Tim and Craig on the offense, and the only people returning were me, Derek Homer. We had a new quarterback, Quinn McCord. I think was suspended that year, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said, well we, "Well, we still got to win. We still got to go." And I knew it was going to be focused on Derek and I because we were the only two people returning. Offensive line left, so yeah, as a senior, yeah, you got to suck it up and go. We'll be back with more Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk after this on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. This is Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP at WLAP.com. Welcome back.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Community Trust Bank, Sunday morning sports talk. Mark Berger, Anthony White, Larry Vaught, Curtis Birch with you. If you want to join us, 280-2287-1800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, mark at wlap.com. You can tweet the show at Sunday AM Sports. Uh, the Rally Cat tweets in, Martin was a poor recruiter. Luckily, he made up for it by being a worse receivers coach. <laughs> That's harsh, but... Not, he got Bookie Cobbins, guys. He did get Bookie Cobbins. He will always have that. What else do you want? That guy was going to be the next Randall Cobb. Uh, That's what everybody told me. <laughs> like, is is Bookie Cobbins, like, the greatest what if? Like, he's the, the what was that dude's name that, that didn't play basketball here? Matt Pilgrim? Yes, Matt Pilgrim didn't play basketball here. I don't know. Is if he's Bookie a great Cobbins the the Matt Pilgrim of of UK football? That guy's going to be great, and then we never ever ever saw him play. I mean, Pilgrim was a that was an interesting thing where he transferred in, and then his one. How much would that suck? Transfer to a place, and the, your only season at that place is just going through practices with Billy Gillespie. Goodness. Ugh. I can't. So what happened with Boogie Cobbins? I remember the name. Whatever happened? I, Larry? He had a few off-field issues. Uh, so he ever make it here? He never made it here. He was on campus. Yeah, he made it here. He made it here, yeah. Great interview. Right. That, that was it. And he wasn't he from Louisiana or something crazy? He had like a wild accent yeah. and nobody could understand a damn thing he said. You're from New Orleans. No, no, you could you could understand him. Yeah. Or I, I didn't have any trouble. I didn't either. It was, so okay, so it wasn't quite like Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Nobody's like that. What team will be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Bookie. So you had Bookie Cobbins. Did did T. Martin recruit Curtis Pulley too? He so. didn't have Kentucky. No. I don't think he had. Kentucky. Okay. I think he had like Georgia. I think he's yeah he had Georgia. I think he's from Louisiana. Who is T. Martin? Yeah. He's from like Baton Rouge, or he's from somewhere in New Zealand, maybe New Orleans. No, he's not. He's from ten- 
Tennessee. He's from Tennessee or Louisiana, one or the other. Yeah, uh, is he still Larry? You, he's at Tennessee now. He's he's at Tennessee. Yeah, he's a co-offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's been moving up the charts since he left here. He was at USC since he left here, and now he's at Tennessee. Co-offensive. They you hating? Also, didn't have great things to say about him when he left there. T. Martin, they didn't it's like the national Cal. championship he gave him. Not no, not at Tennessee. Oh, USC. At Southern Cal, they don't like anyone. Who's the last person they left there to have anything positive to say? I'll Pete wait. Carroll. Pete Carroll. And how long ago was that? Long time. I was still in college. Long time ago. I don't know. It's it's, it's been fun. Uh, but I this there's a question I, I have based on conversations I had yesterday. What do you make of? There's a certain, and it might just be like the psychology of UK fandom at this point. But I know people who have completely written off the UK game at South Carolina. Well, you need new friends. Yeah, I don't know what friends you have. Like, I don't, like, couldn't understand that yesterday. I don't know where we heard that from. I, I guarantee if we take a vote right now, it's three to one. Well, you got to remember, Mark spends his day out on the lake talking to ducks and things like oh, that. It might have been I, one I, of the ducks. Hydrating. You don't Sometimes know. he can make things up. No, I did not make this up. It was... You named me one person that gave you, or even if I don't, even, I don't know how long you hold a conversation with you. If they could even try to start convincing you that Kentucky is not a for sure win in South Carolina, because everybody's calling this show. Oh, like, like, I don't why think South Carolina. I would, I would never say anything's a for sure win, but I certainly wouldn't mark that up as a for sure loss. Like I, in in my eight win scenario, they have to win at South Carolina. But there's no. I'm, I'm asking you who who would who marked it up as even. Uh, a half sure win loss. Like, will, nobody will, said anything about losing. Now. I will not release the names as, so as to protect the guilty. I can't believe your wife said that. She that was not her. No, it was not. Uh, but I just like it's fascinating that even after last year and after what are we at five straight wins over South Carolina? Like Kentucky's a better program than South Carolina now. We don't. You. I don't know who you're talking to. You're preaching to the choir. Like I don't even know why you're you're trying to convince us. You know, all we can do is just sit here and nod. My at question you. Yep. was, what would make Kentucky fans think that way? We don't know any. Oh, okay, I'm the only <laughs> That's one the whole point that. we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so everybody listening to the show is like, what is he talking about? Like nobody's saying what he's saying. So yeah, I've not heard anybody say that. In fact, the, the general conversation that I hear is from a Kentucky fan would be. Why would anybody think we won't be telling Right. We That's all five I've times heard. In a row? That's all I've heard. What was the gender or the or the it's classification the of this person? Classification? Was, was it even it an like, animal? Yes. I mean, was it a person, I mean? Yes. No, I was talking to some bobcat over on the shore. A bobcat? Yeah, the bobcat. Ah, so it was an animal. It's no, what is this? This is one of my friends. And were they Kentucky fans? Yes. Longstanding. Northern Kentucky? No. Kentucky alum. Hmm. Named Bob. Oh! No, it was not. They were not oh. named, no, they were not named Bob. Oh. Either. Well, Anthony, don't say that. Browdown ain't friends with Mark. Oh, true. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't put that on him. True. So. And he's probably not been invited to the lake either. No, I think he probably has. Okay. He's just turned him down because... Because well, that's how big time. Yeah, that's right. That's that's, that's how, how things that's how is. things happen. Um, do we? <laughs> the question is, do we have a shot against Florida? Because the more you, the more the season gets closer, and you start looking at the 
the uh, the predictions and things like that, man. They so isn't Florida in the top ten, like number eight or something? Yeah, but know. you also listen to, to a lot of national folks talk that yes, they think Florida will be good this year, but they also think that maybe Florida's getting a little bit too much love. I think I think a lot of people are looking to see what Florida is going to do when they come to Kentucky. That's true. That will be a barometer for them, probably. Yeah, but we won't. But yeah, we won't be tested up until then. I hope not. Well, Toledo might test more than what we want them to. All they're gonna do is try and show you their press box. I know. I've been mm-hmm. through it. Literally. <laughs> I know how they do. The Toledo, like the Toledo press box, is one of my all-time favorite running things on this show. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's wrong of me after all these years. But I, I don't. I'm not at all concerned about any of the non-conference teams. And maybe in the rivalry game, something weird happens. We've seen that happen before. Yeah, no. I but I saw somebody trying to convince everybody that that Toledo and in Eastern Michigan were legitimate no. threats, and I just don't. I don't buy it. No. Like they, for uh, for a number of reasons. Well, and there used to be a time, right, when we would sit here and be like, "Man, Toledo's a pretty good MAC team. I wonder if we can." But like personnel wise. From what, like back to Curtis's thing about wanting the tight ends to get off the bus first, even though nobody sees each other when they get off the bus, and it doesn't matter. Right. Like when you look at them, they're not going to be the same size as our as our guys, and that's the problem that UK had for a number of years in the SEC. That when you looked at the two teams, like when the captains would go shake hands, you'd be like, "Where'd they get the creatures that are wearing the other team's uniforms?" Because they don't look like our yeah, people. That's true. So it had to be something else. It, but now. Like Kentucky, you know, if Kentucky goes out to shake hands, they look like they belong there, and and that sounds stupid. But I've heard football coaches talk about it a lot. I mean, and you can't, you know, in in a in a in a sport so predicated on, you know, the size and strength of, especially the the big guys across both lines. Like you can't, uh, you can't overstate how important that is. I mean, I've seen one time where a significantly smaller team put it on a significantly larger team in a football game. And that was because the significantly smaller team had Keo Sanford, who scored, I don't know, nine touchdowns or something foolish because none of the big guys could catch him. Yeah, that's what you do. Craig East ain't the biggest guy out there. And even along the lines, that Brian Station team had like little tiny defensive linemen by defensive linemen standards. They were playing right. Boone County, which had – you 285-pound offensive lineman in high school. Right. But I, like, Boone County couldn't they, – they never hit the they never hit the Bryan Station lineman because they couldn't get to him quick enough. But that doesn't happen in the SEC or in college football in general. It doesn't happen in the SEC because their big guys are just as fast as small guys. You could counter size with speed most places in life in most sports. In the SEC, and that's the thing I try to explain to people, oh, you act like – no, the SEC, and I've played on every level, SEC – is a different beast. The big guys who are supposed to say, well, you're big, I'm going to out-quick you. Nope, because they just as quick. And the guys that are just, or the guys that are extra big, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm strong with you because I'm, you know, I'm smaller and stout, but you, you know, like the linebacker, like the Boone County guys, all of them are the same height, same. The right. linebackers and defensive back, they all look the same. They're all like 6'2", 230. Right. No matter what. So it's kind of like, but the SEC is a complete, if, if people don't know this, it is a completely different beast. When you talk about a, a Big Ten guys being big and luggy and pushing people around, 
our guys are just big and luggy, but they're just faster. So when it comes to pushing around, they can shove you. If it comes to running, catching you, they can catch you. It's a different beast. Hey, Anthony, we know who Mark South Carolina source was now. Apparently, according to Michelle, <laughs> Paul Feinbaum. What's that? He said, <laughs> she just told us Michelle online. She said Paul Feinbaum. She said it a few days ago about South Carolina. And you talking about it was on know, the boat thing. I know, you were so tight with him. Yeah. He came up here on the boat with you. Paul Feinbaum was not the guy I was talking about, but I'm not surprised he said that. So you're, calling your, you're saying your wife is... I, telling I'm, the truth? No, I'm not saying that Paul Feinbaum didn't say that. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. he's not the one that said that directly to me. Don't tell me you're that guy. That what? guy who walks around and, and, and gets information, just overhears something. Like, yeah, I was talking to this guy. No. You know, the un- anonymous source or unnamed source. No. And... That's not how it happened. All right. Well, you didn't want to give up the source. You you just you just gave, you just dropped the bomb, the T. Martin bombshell that somebody else gave you and tried <laughs> to blame it on Larry, but yet you can't give the source about something. <laughs> Something this general? <laughs> no. Yeah, and Twitter's alight with Mark Berger saying that Kentucky can't win at South Carolina. That's not what I said at all. That's not even remotely what I said. I said almost the exact opposite of it. Twitter's yeah. stupid. And the internet makes me mad. I'm just saying. So there. Anyway, people are mean. You people are mean. All you had to do is give the name of the source, and no. that takes the heat off you. No. If you're gonna fall on the sword, then fall on the sword. I I'll I'll be like I'll be like a, a, a heroic journalist and I'm I'll go to federal prison before I reveal my source. But it was outlandish. <laughs> so whoever it is will have zero credibility with me ever. See, that's not I don't want that. I don't even know the person, there apparently. A good person? Unless it's Jake, because Jake's been kinda no, hating it, lately it was since not, he got over in it, Louisville. He's been hating. It was not Jake. Uh, it, it, it was not. Uh, the Rally Cat also tweeted in another T. Martin tweet, which is hilarious. Uh, USC loved Martin, said he was the most offensive coordinator they had ever had. <laughs> hey, I don't really, like, I don't know why T. Martin became my least favorite coach in UK history. But for some reason, maybe I didn't like him because he was from Tennessee when he came in. It was part that, and I don't think he And then really they were blamed. terrible, and, and like he, he didn't believe blue. He didn't recruit well, and nobody that he coached could catch. Let me get Larry real quick before he goes. I don't know if he's leaving, but I think he's leaving. So let me, Larry. What do you think about the whole uh, Kelly Bryant not getting the bowl, uh, getting a championship ring from Clemson? Uh, I, I'm okay with him not getting one. I mean, you okay with them like, not giving him one, or you okay with him not getting one? Do you think he should have been offered one and let him turn it down? No, I mean, I'm okay with him not offering him one since he left the team. Wow! So they didn't give. They don't give back the wins, though. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm just saying I'm okay with it. I, I could understand either side of it, but if you're asking me, since he went ahead and left, I mean, I think it's okay. I'm, I'm not really sure why he would want one, Anthony. That, yeah, that's that was the side I was getting. Like, what kind of person can you be to say I don't want to be here? But yeah, I'll, I'll take the ring. Like, it just gives you yeah, a memory of somewhere you didn't want to be. I'd sell it. <laughs> And he'll get suspended, but yeah, Clemson fans would buy that. You sell it the year after. He's only got one year of eligibility left. He can sit on that thing for a year and sell it when he finishes at Missouri. I thought he handled it really well. Yeah, because he basically said what you said, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He said he He said team. I'm not there anymore. I'm not sure why this is a thing. Yeah. So, Larry, you taking off? Yes, I need to go to the big house. All right, you have a lovely day at the big house. Thanks for spending some of your morning with us, as always.
the great Larry Vaught. You can follow Matt Vaught's views on Twitter and Vaught'sViews.com for great Wildcats coverage. We'll be back with more Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk after this on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. The internet made me mad. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back, Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk. Mark Berger, Anthony White, Curtis Birch with you. If you want to join us, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 are the numbers. You can email us, marketwlap.com. You can tweet the show at Sunday AM Sports. Before we get back to the Kelly Bryant conversation, uh, Amanda tweets in, maybe the Boone County football players were so big because they had after-school jobs working in the Boone County coal mines. <laughs> Another one of my favorite running gags from this show. Uh, Kurt, yeah, you, you were talking about the Kelly Bryant deal, and, and if you missed that story somehow... Uh, Good Clint, on you. Right, really. <laughs> uh, Kelly Bryant uh, started four games for Clemson last year, won all four games, then was replaced by, uh, I can't think of the kid's name, but the kid who Sunshine. was a freshman, Sunshine from Trevor the program. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, who won the rest of their games, including the national championship game. Dabo Sweeney decided not to offer Kelly Bryant a national championship ring. Uh, I, like I don't even know. Like how did like how does that story get out? I don't know. Like who made that a thing? Maybe somebody asked. Yeah, I wonder. Huh? I guess that could have happened. Like I that's, mean, the, that's a, an, an interesting thought. So I mean, like if you're a, in a press conference and you're just curious, you ask that. Yeah, they could have said. I would they, imagine they got that. their rings. Today. How do you feel about your old team getting their rings? I mean, it's just some preseason yeah. conversation. Yeah, either someone asked but, Kelly Bryant or it, Dabo. It I mean, came from Dab. It came from the Clemson end. I thought. Well, I thought the so, way I, the uh, way it rolled up. Maybe someone just asked if they gave, like, with Anthony's point, they're getting rings or something, and then someone asked, so did Kelly get a ring? And Debo says no. And the answer is no, he did not. I'm a, I'm a doofus. Here's the other side. You want to hear another side of that story? What's that? And I don't know if you guys know this. You may, may not. You know who, you know what happened when, uh, who did the Cleveland Cavaliers play? Golden State Warriors, maybe. Whatever there is. Andy Verjao got a ring. Yeah, that happens all the time in pros and people. This well, I had part of this. And there's argument. real diamonds in them. Yeah. Well, I think there's real diamonds. Yeah, there are. Reason, but yeah, no, have real not in the no, 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 not in the Music City Bowl ring. But I think in national championship rings, they get they make they put real diamonds in those. I don't know about that. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. They the argument against that is well, that wasn't their choice. That's what the old. That's what. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, we had this debate earlier this week. Oh, and, on the pro players movement? Yeah, on the pro players. And that's, that's, I mean, okay. Then if you, in theory, disswelled that argument, that's cool. But overall, I'm trying to find a negative from Clemson's side for giving Kelly Bryant a championship ring. I, like, what is one. the negative? I, I, I'm just, you, you I get, Guess some of these coaches try to attempt to get in like moral high ground on some things, and most of the time, what ends up happening is it just makes you look small and petty, and that's how this is viewed, not by everyone. And I think that people can disagree on this. I think that you know, if you think he quit the team, that's your viewpoint. I, I think that's kind of just dumbing this subject down really, really smallly. Considering Kelly Bryant was a tremendous college quarterback and got surpassed by an um, what people, I mean, like projecting him to the next level. NFL scouts were talking about like him during his freshman year as like the next quarterback. And we'll see how that all goes, but you know, through no fault of your own, another guy coming in that's an unbelievable talent, you don't get to play your senior year and he said, "I want to play 
college football for one more year. I don't want to sit behind this this other guy. So he decided to move on. And you can say that's quitting on your team or whatever, um, but it just when you don't give him the opportunity to have a ring, and the other part is he might not have even wanted it, so this could have been a non-issue if you offered right. he said no. But when you don't even give him that option, it just kind of seems like you don't you don't value his contribution, which is something you you don't want to be in the position as as a college coach, even if a guy leaves your program. Or like Vince Merrill with Xavier Peters, a guy that doesn't pick you, decommits from you, you keep that relationship, it could pay off dividends you, later. Yeah, that's right. You never know what's going to happen down the road. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this in hour three and about a whole bunch of other things that'll be fun. Uh, this is Community Trust Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on the Home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.